the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Just uh, listening to that open there. I say what I want and nobody can stop me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I do say what I want every night of the week. I, one of the most frequent questions that I get from people is whether or not uh, anybody you know, tries to tell me what I can say and what I can't say. And the answer to that is no. Um, as soon as that as soon as that happens, depending on what somebody's trying to, I mean, I have to follow FCC regs, right? There's certain naughty words I can't say, uh, words that I typically don't use in my own life anyway. Um, but as soon as anybody starts trying to control my content, I'm outie because that's one of the reasons why I do this is so that I can speak my mind freely. Some I was offered an opportunity uh, to raise my profile and go over and, and, and get on at Fox, and I said no, it, it, but I would have had to move to the middle, and I refused to. So here I sit every night, 6 to 8 p.m., happy to be here with you guys, and on Tuesdays, I'm certainly happy um, because I get to hang out and have some laughs with my friend Gary Quackenbush, because before we get into the very important news you can use, we do get serious. We also have some laughs. Um, at the expense of lawmakers who've come up with some wacky laws. And Gary Quackenbush joins me now. Right, Gary? We have some laughs at the expense of these lawmakers. We Lawmakers do that on purpose. They want to be lawmakers so they can make us laugh with their stupid laws. Do you think that's really what's behind this? That they're thinking that when these laws were, were put on the place, these wacky ones, like back in the 20s or whatever, that they're mm-hmm. like, down the road, there's going to be an attorney and a radio host, and they're going to laugh their yeah. heinies off at us. Andrea, you didn't tie your draft to, to a telephone pole, did you? No, I did not tie my. I, well, I know better now, right? I would yeah. never tie my draft. I was. Pondering. See, that's the thing. It, it's supposed to be funny, but we are actually learning things that are keeping us safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, like, yeah, well, for keeping sure. the giraffe that, safe anyway from telephone right? poles. That's right. In Massachusetts and Alabama, don't play dominoes on Sunday. You've got to keep, you know, keep the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you got so, for us this week? So, something equally bizarre. Well, sometimes I think the lawmakers are really trying to protect us from our own stupidity because this one in particular, if you didn't know this, this could easily trip you up. Okay. okay? And I saw that. <laughs> okay. I'm curious. You've got my attention. Right. In Florida, it is a felony to sell your children. <laughs> um, you know, I shouldn't be laughing because unfortunately... There are some parents that would do that. Um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> it's so stupid though that you gotta that you yeah. Well, it's like that other one that said you know you can't 
you know, you, you can't hide your face when you're running away from – after committing a crime, it's illegal to hide your face from the authorities or something like that. Yeah, that, that's the thing with some laws. And I, and I understand, you know, just bizarre. But some of them are just so direct and so stupid. It's like, okay, some of them seem pretty obvious. Yeah. You know, it's a felony to sell your children. And it goes on and explains that a little bit. But mm-hmm. anyway, I know selling children is horrible and child abuse is like this horrible thing. And um, it's not funny, but it is hilarious but, but that there's we, a law that has yeah. to regulate that. But you got to lighten up. But without exposing anybody, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who. It, you know, I I don't have any kids of my own. <clears throat> so, but I I'm, I'm a, a well beloved. I'm favorite aunt. I love that I'm I get favorite aunt mm-hmm. status, and I'm also like you know. Um, God, godmother and aunt to a lot of other people's kids. And I love the fact that I can have parents come to me and vent to me. And, I, you know, because it, it, it's got to be the toughest job on the planet to be a parent, right? And can, mm-hmm. can we joke and, and say that there's parents that have thought in the moment, well, how much could I get for this kid? Because I can't take this, this nonsense anymore from this, from this oh, youngin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. guarantee you there were times my parents thought, how much can I get for her? Cause my, daddy would be like can i get rid of her she's got such a big mouth i could probably buy you know maybe i could buy a new oldsmobile yeah selling her i mean he couldn't have gotten a town car he couldn't have gotten a caddy for me but he might could have gotten an oldsmobile (laughs) that's funny and then he goes wait a minute nobody's gonna take you you talk too much (laughs) exactly yeah oh my gosh my mom always used to say she you know, I don't know, she'd always just say, it's going to come around. You know, you're, the way you're being mean to me, it's going to come around. You know, you're going to have your own children. It's going to come around. It's going to come around. So it's like, okay, you're right. But, you know, I, I know there are times when my mom wanted to sell me. It's like, gee whiz, you just, you're a little jerk. I'm just, I want to just get rid of you. I had, oh my gosh. So here's a, here's a wasn't selling me thing. But um, so I was at, in La Mesa, is where I grew up in La Mesa, um, California. And there was a little market called La Mesa Market. Anyway, I remember, the, it, I was, Little, really little. I remember standing in the checkout line and a woman behind me got a piece of gum, bazooka bubble gum, for her daughter. Oh, I loved bazooka. Okay. So I thought that was a cool thing. We could never buy anything in the checkout stand. And it wasn't like now where there's like 7,000 food items. Oh, yeah. There was gum and these little things. So I said, "Um, Mom, can I have a piece of gum? She goes, No. I said, That girl's mom bought her (gasps) a piece of gum. Oh, sooky, sooky. My mom tapped her on the shoulder and said, hey, ma'am, would you like another child? <laughs> she really did. Your mom had a sense of humor. Is she still but with I us? Never, Is she still was, with us? No. No, Aww. she passed away about a year and a half ago. But, oh, my gosh. I, I was absolutely terrified. I would never, ever ask for anything again in the store because it's like, oh, look at what that little girl's eating. My mom would go over and go, excuse me, would you like my son? He likes what you're doing to your child. And it, she was funny. You know, I would have never guessed that you would be a smart aleck at all until you told us last week that you were like a, a gearhead mechanic of hot rod, like old trucks. So now yeah. I have a totally different perspective of Gary Quackenbush. Now, I, now I'm suspecting your mama had reasons to maybe threaten to go get, get a switch out, out the woods. That was when I grew up in the South and grandma or mama would, they'd threaten to go get a switch on us. And right. nobody ever had to use a switch on me. Um, but just the threat of going to get the switch was all I needed. Do, do people out here get the switch? Do y'all even know what that means? Well, it, it, now it's illegal. But uh, yeah. when it was legal, when it was legal, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah, we got the belt. Got oh, the you got a belt? Okay, no, I never got spanked yeah. with a belt. But yeah, oh, well, my, my grandpa, my grandmother used a plastic spoon. Oh, she a did. big old okay. thick one. Oh, oh wow. 
In my, in my, I had a teacher in one of my classrooms that had they had paddles. I know it was in the kind of the, probably the last generation of getting paddled, mm. but they had a paddle, and one of my one of my teachers had a paddle with holes in it. And ooh, did like, that make it worse because the air would whiffle through the through that's the paddle? Why he did it. He says, "Yeah, I can hit you harder with this." We're like, "Really? Wow!" He called it his board of education, but mostly they would slap you with rulers or something on your knuckles. I think that happened with some of my friends who went to Catholic schools in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, but as much as as much as I had two tough parents, a couple Marines, they they went and told the principal at every school I went to that nobody was ever allowed to, to spank us. That yeah. that was the role of the parents, and uh, and I really wasn't spanked oh, a whole lot because I mean my my dad, as my sister would say, daddy instilled a proper fear, so there didn't need to be a whole lot of spanking going on. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> <Funny>. um, <laughs> see, I could sit here and just talk to Gary Quackenbush about I his know, life we, all night I, long. Who knew I you were so childhood. interesting? You, well, I didn't know you. you even grew up in La Mesa either. For some reason, I yeah. thought you grew up in Provo. No, I actually was born in Benita, moved to La Mesa when I was two, and was there pretty much my whole life. Went to Spring Valley Junior High School, Grossmont High School, Lemon Avenue Elementary. Yeah, I'm a local where'd you boy. go? Where'd you go to undergrad? I went to undergrad at BYU. You did I, go to BYU. That's why I uh-huh. thought maybe. I, okay. Yeah. Of, yeah, I went to BYU. My and bestie then, went um, to BYU. I came to San Diego and went to law school here in San Diego. USD? Where'd you go to law school? I went to California Western. Oh, Cal Western. Oh, yeah. a good friend of mine went to Cal Western. He he graduated top of his class, and he jokingly oh. called it Cal, uh, California College of Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Anyway. Oh, the school days. That was, that was um, yeah, 33 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, ago. so that was before my friend's time. But um, oh, yeah, yeah. and I think ago. Wendy Patrick went there as well, maybe, my friend Wendy Patrick. All right, That's so, so um, let's school. get into some news you can use. I yeah, was really yeah, yeah. excited when you texted me or emailed your idea for tonight because while I talked about it on Friday's show, mm-hmm. it was Friday, people are in the mood to party for the weekend, but this story aggravated me so bad. I was so angry about it and that I even got on the phone with my bestie out of Baton Rouge uh, on Saturday and she was like, no way, I don't even believe this. I'm like, yes, this is what is going down with mortgages. For those who missed the show on Friday, and of course you're, you're going to obviously you know, bring a different perspective to it, but tell everybody what the deal is. So as of May 1st, in um, what's happened is in, in our current administration and unabashedly has announced that as of May 1st, um, the FHA is going to charge more. You're going to have to pay more for a mortgage if your credit score is above 680. If your credit score is above 680, you will pay more because you get penalized because then they're taking these penalty penalties and they're trying to make it so that then they can process loans for people that have crummy scores so that they can get basically a better deal. So they're basically, it's a tax. That's what I don't like about it. It is, it is a blatant tax. It has nothing to do with you know, better housing. It's all baloney the way they put it in, but literally it's a, it's a new tax. It's income. What, redu- I'm, see, you did bring a different perspective because yeah. that's how people need to look at it. It is a punishment. It's income redistribution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a way 
um, for, um, you know, instead of going back to, if you looked at the original housing crisis in 2008, it was born out of a variety of different things, including Barack Obama and ACORN going around to different banking institutions, particularly community banks, and pressuring them to do these risky Mm -hmm. loans with people that couldn't afford to buy homes. Mm -hmm. And they can't do that again, right? And then, of course, the Bush administration was in on that, too, because George W. Bush loved to brag that under his administration, minorities' home ownership was at record levels. Well, that's because people that couldn't you know, afford homes were being put into interest only, Mm -hmm. all these kinds of high-risk loans that they couldn't afford. And um, so it ended up going bad. Now the solution is in order to to do the, basically the same thing again, make it possible for people who can't afford to get homes to get homes, the rest of us are having to underwrite the risk. Well, then I'll, I'll ask Gary yes. what I asked him on his show this afternoon. <laughs> so, so, Gary, what, what's even the point for people like me that have a pretty decent credit score looking to buy a home? It's like, OK, what do we just stop paying our bills so that we can actually get a better rate? I mean, it's kind of nonsense. Well, and that's what um, uh, Corey Kavanuski that we had on my show today. That his point was it doesn't it, it it doesn't make it so that it pays to kind of get crummy credit. It's it's the opposite. The problem the so if you have poor credits, here's the thing: if you have poor credit, you're not going to get a better loan. You're not going to get a better rate. You're just going to get into a loan where you probably aren't qualified. So that's what his point was. He says that's the disturbing part about it is it's just going to make it so that more people with poor credit are going to get into loans yeah. that they probably can't afford. <clears throat> right, so it's and this then tax. right. Excuse me for interrupting, but before I this goes out of my head. But then it also is going to artificially inflate housing mm-hmm. prices because we've already got yes. a demand issue. So it's yes. going to end up hurting everybody. Yes, yes 100%. It's just it, it, so it's my th- this whole thing and I'm trying not to get too riled up, but the whole thing to me is to me it's almost shocking how blatant it is that you you announce your candidacy for presidency and you blatantly in your face add a new tax to people that work really hard to get their credit scores up. To get over 680 ain't easy. You have to manage your money, manage your credit. You can't go into debt. If you want to go to a jack-in-the-box, you can't afford it. You can't pay. You have to manage your money. So you're penalizing those people. And it has nothing which, which, to do. Which, by the way, is not necessarily the one percenters. No. Right. I mean, these are your middle Americans, people, many minorities that right. struggle and scrimp and save to get a little bit of a down payment that right. do without and aren't out buying expensive handbags or whatever because they want to keep their debt low. Right. Exactly. And they're they're being punished here. Right. And the crazy thing when we were talking to Corey, because I said, so how does it work? And he said, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm literally freaking out on this. He said, well, <clears throat> So you go to get your loan, they look at your credit score, it's over 680, and they say, okay, well, <clears throat> you're going to have to pay <clears throat> excuse me, a half a point premium on your mortgage. But if you don't want your premium, your mortgage to be higher, you can buy down your rate. What? By, yes, because <clears throat> like right now, you can buy down rates. My daughter did that. She okay, bought a home. Okay, see, I don't, I, I, I don't know about <clears throat> that. Okay, so you buy down okay. rate, how? You could, well, so for example... <clears throat> My gosh, I can't. You know, we, today. you know what? I so need to okay. take a. You know what? I need to take a break anyway. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. Because I got to tell you about the buy downs. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. It's just backwards. Signal. Yeah, it is. So we're going to take hate a break. Taxes. Yes, I do too. We're going to take a break. He's going to get the frog out of his throat because I got to figure this out. I got to <laughs> okay. learn how this this thing is working. So stay tuned. More with Gary Quackenbush on the other side of the break. 
airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Continuing our discussion with Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law. And you can hear him every day, by the way, at 2 p.m. here on the station, a word on wealth. So the breaking news on Friday was the Biden administration, just to catch you guys up if you're just tuning in, is the Biden administration has decided through executive order, by the way, not legislation, that they're going to start penalizing people with good credit. If you've got a high credit score above 680, you're going to have to pay more. And it gets even worse for those, I believe, if you've got a down payment. Then those people are going to pay even more. Um, but before the break, Gary Quackenbush was was telling us something about buying down rates. So Gary Quackenbush, what is this thing about buying down? You can buy down the high the, the pinch that's being imposed on you? Yeah, and and I'm not a mortgage expert. I just on my show on when on uh, Tuesdays I have a mortgage expert, and I just happen to have one on today. Was talking about you know buying down rates, and what happens is like in a normal mortgage, like for example, my daughter bought a home in Escondido. She just recently bought like three weeks ago. I think she closed. Oh, and one congrats! Of the things that, thank you. Oh, we're so happy. This is the first time I've had a grandchild closer than six and a half hours away, and now it's seventeen minutes. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, it's it's a delight. It's we're still super dreamy. We're still trying to go. Wait, we can actually anyway. So, <laughs> so what she ended up doing is her her mortgage guy was really smart, and he said, you know, the rate your rate's going to. I can't remember what it was, but like your rate's going to be. Um, six and a half. But if you want to buy it down, you can buy it down to five and a half. It's just there's it's like a cash put in. So you, if you put in ten thousand dollars, your rate will drop to five and a half. Well, over the term of your loan, you save about you know fifty thousand dollars. Oh, okay. And so what happens is sometimes you actually have. <clears throat> um, if you're negotiating with the with the seller, the seller will actually. Um, buy down your rate for you. They'll so pay instead a of you dropping the price, they'll actually pay. So you're paying this dollar amount to reduce the amount of, of you know, the, your rate. So now what's happening is kind of just the opposite here is if you have good credit, the lender goes, I'm really sorry, you now have to pay a higher That's loan insane. price. It's insane. But if you don't want to pay the higher loan price, you can put in you can put in cash and quote by the rate down. So you can pay the penalty in cash or you can pay it over the life of your loan. But it's going to so, be more over the life of the loan. Yes. Right. But, but you it, know, it's, just, it, it, it's, it's like, come on. That is so blatant in your face, stupid, because it the, the thing is, it won't work. Well, I mean, it's communism no is what it is. And yes. it's income redistribution. It's based on the narrative, the false narrative that everybody has the right to own a home. And you don't. Mm-hmm. There's some people, life isn't fair. I don't know if you guys have figured out. It's one of the first lessons they were supposed to teach us as parents, Gary Quackenbush, particularly yes. as, as, you know, if you are a person of faith and a Christian, it's that life isn't fair. Some people are going to have more than you. Um, but this is our temporary home. And, you know, be grateful for the blessings you have. Uh, no matter what you have, there's always going to be somebody with more. And, you know, um, 
you know, but you, but no, but you're not entitled to anything. The government, no. nobody owes you anything. And the, since the government has no money, the only way that they can give to one person is to take from somebody else. And it, and it mm-hmm. is, and it's uh, the it, the thing that makes me so gall- aggravated by it is that that this is often done in the guise of equity or fairness. There's yes. nothing fair about taking money from an individual or making me have to have to pay for somebody, um, you know, to to have to pay extra to cover for somebody else's misfortune or really their own misdeeds because uh, your credit score isn't based on your skin color. It has to do with typically your choices. We can all fall onto hard times and, but the people that are responsible will make their way back. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know what, you get back on your feet, you rebuild your credit score. Then you go by then that's the way it should be. Um, Yes. And I totally, I mean, and I am totally on board with all of that. And what happens is when the government steps in and people hate me saying this, I don't care when the government steps in and says, okay, you know what? I will give you a spiff. Okay. I'm going to pay you this week to not work. I'm going to pay you for the next 90 days to not Mm -hmm. work the next nine months to not work. You don't work. That doesn't help you. It doesn't make you more marketable. That doesn't make you more intelligent. It doesn't make you nothing. And so now when you get this where the government comes in, they say, you know what? Home ownership is really important. It's so, so important. It's not. M- many people should not own homes. Remember, if you own a home, you the only person that maintains it is you. You can't call the landlord and say, my toilet's not working. It's like, then pay for it to get it fixed or plug mm-hmm. it, unplug it yourself. Some people should not own homes. That's the bottom line. It's not a good investment for everybody. And yet now the government's making it so that we'll push you mm-hmm. into homes. And back when the government has done it before and had these home, you know, trying to get everybody in, zero down payment, 125% financing, the the foreclosure rate after that oh, was unbelievable. Was we were terrible. just taking homes back. And then that makes the market have a problem. And it, yeah, it was a disaster. No, right. and you know, so and fix the economy instead. Right. But now you're so reminding me. Um, was it, wasn't was it Rodney Dangerfield? It might have been Rodney Dangerfield who <laughs> who owned a condo up in L.A. And I saw in instead of a house. And this was at a time where there wasn't a whole lot of condo action happening in L.A. I mean, Southern California, we're all about the McMansions if you've got money. We're all about mm-hmm. neighborhoods and, you know, um, we, we're, we're not set up that much to be ur- like New York City with a, with a lot of urban condo happenings. Mm-hmm. And he was asked about it and he was like, look, yeah, I wish I could do a Rodney Dangerfield impersonation. But basically he was saying... <laughs> That if you own your own home, you've basically hired yourself to be a janitor. <laughs> and I you thought hired yourself to be a janitor. Right. What's happening to you? It's, like, it's so funny. Exactly. His eyes all bulging out. You can see him. I gotta be a janitor. I hired myself to be my. I'm my own maid now. I take yes. care of my. Yeah. What's that? Up? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, with a condo, you've got the HOA to handle this, and yes. you got a maintenance problem. Uh-huh. You call them, right? Instead of being uh-huh. your own janitor, that always stuck with me. I love Rodney Dangerfield. We need a resurgence of 80s movies we need a new we need somebody to take over for john hughes make a new crop of john hughes movies and a new crop of silly stupid comedies like back to school with danger rodney dangerfield one of my favorites (laughs) so funny you probably never (laughs) something tells me though that that's not really your type of movie though like rodney dangerfield back to school or easy money or any of those to me, the Caddyshack. To me, they're, they're classics. Like, that's classic comedy. Caddyshack. I, I think I had that memorized. <laughs> <laughs> that was, 
<laughs> All right. So none it looks of, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you get a bowl of soup in that hat? <laughs> oh my He's god! Such a buzz. He was oh hilarious. Uh, um, big eyes and stuff. I know. So funny. The triple Lindy. Who remembers the triple Lindy? In um, oh, you know what I was? Was it last night? I was talking about Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett's now ninety. Uh-huh. Did you? Did you guys in your family watch Carol Burnett? Carol Burnett oh, show. I love Carol Burnett. Oh, she was the best. She was so funny. That was back when TV <laughs> comedy was great. There was I remember my parents watching Carol Burnett, Mary Tyler Moore, and Newhart. Flip Flip Wilson. Oh, that was yeah. That was right? yeah. Um, oh my god! I didn't. I didn't really get the Newhart show. That was really above my age. That, Newhart that, was he, not. That was. I didn't get Newhart. Yeah, I didn't get Newhart. Okay, so it wasn't uh-huh. just because I was young. I didn't think that was good comedy. That wasn't my idea of good comedy as a kid. Oh, Mork and, and Mindy? <laughs> I loved Mork and Mindy. I loved Mork and Mindy. Robin Williams was brilliant in my opinion. Um, okay, yeah. so okay. the mortgage thing though really isn't about estate planning. So tell everybody quickly before I go to let you go a little bit about um, some estate planning advice. Tie it in. Okay, well, I actually have a tie-in to this. It's hmm. like... Okay. If you really want to rely on the government to take care of you, you know, you think that the government's going to help you get into a house and kind of boost your income and, and you know, it, whatever, that's just really stinking thinking. Yes. And by the same token, if you think the government's going to take care of you and you think that's really cool, then don't bother with an estate plan because they're going to end up with a lot of your money and your, your heirs are going to be going like, really, dad, this is really lousy of you to not do an estate plan and let the government take care of it because they're really making a mess. So... I, I avoiding probate is a big thing for me. And my big thing with, with the inheritance today was um, I'm seeing a lot of people that are just really getting, I can't use bad language. I don't anyway, but you're kind of getting snubbed out of their inheritance because mom and dad died a couple years ago. Sisters being the trustee and hasn't done anything yet. And that really, to me, that is criminal. You know, if you, if you, if your parents have passed away and you've not received a copy of the trust or the will or anything, and it's been months, that's wrong. That is just seriously wrong, and you got to get it fixed, and there are ways to do it. There are ways to push people to get their thing done, and that's one of the things we've been doing a lot of lately. And unfortunately, people are that mean that they don't tell their siblings about their inheritance. But Right, and the thing is is that you know I get the part of the reason why that happens is siblings are too scared to be confrontational (laughs) with a sibling that's the the one handling things. And you know what? Uh, I would assume that you would handle that for them. Take it out of your hands you don't have to be the bad guy you can do Columbo scratch your head gee you know what I've got you know to help me I don't know you know how to figure this out and you know help I don't know how to help you with this situation and so I've got Gary Quackenbush and you know he's gonna he's gonna you know take it take it away so that he can work with you and I don't have to deal with it kind of thing totally agreed that's exactly how we do it all right tell everybody how to get a hold of you 855-500-TRUST all righty, my dear. Thank you for Thank being you, here. Babe. Thank you for the laughs, yeah. as always. Talk to you later. All right, bye, hon. All right, guess what, guys? We got to warn you. There's a new strain coming our way of the Rona. Have no fear, though. Uh, we're going to break it down for you. Everything that you need to know. Come on back. by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 
Um, breaking news on the COVID front, apparently. There's a new strain in town. Well, it's not yet in town, apparently. It's uh, happening around the world. It's been found in 31 countries, and it's got a really clever name. Um, Omicron was one variant from last year. This is the, this is the new COVID-19 strain, and it's the Arcturus. What's with these, like, it's almost like Greek superhero names. Right, Skins? Yeah, uh, Greek god kind of a thing, yep. Yeah, um, this is a new sub-variant of the COVID-19 uh, virus. It's been found in 31 countries. Experts, <laughs> she uses the term loosely. <laughs> yeah, if you if you trust any of these experts at the World Health Organization, at the CDC at this point, I don't know what to say to you. Um, but they say the new strain is highly contagious, highly contagious. These are probably the same people that were behind. It was, I'm sure it's the same people that were behind locking healthy people inside their homes and, and, uh, saying that, you know, uh, it it was, it was a bad thing to go outside and get fresh air and exercise. (laughs) Right. Um, but they don't get, it can cause serious illness, but they don't consider it to be any more dangerous than current variant variants. Then what's the point? What's the point of the story? Why bring it up? Right. Apparently, this one's got a new symptom that people should be on the lookout right. for. They say the best way to protect yourself continues to be to get vaccinated, wear a face mask, and practice physical distancing. So there's the reason for why they got to bring it up, because it's a way to just continue to try to push the jab on people, the masks that never worked, and all the people control measures that are a part of the Great Reset. That's what it's about. Now, what is more interesting... Now, the World Health Organization says that it is no more dangerous than Omicron. Uh, it's spread to India. Um, it, it, they go on to say this uh, Bernadette is the, uh, Bowdoin Albala, director and founding dean of, the, of UC Irvine's program of public health, says it is concerning. There have been so many Omicron subvariants circulating in our communities, but it should be part of our daily routine to wear masks and practice safe distancing um that's not far up the street from us if you've got a kid if you're paying tuition there you might want to rethink that um the cdc estimates that slightly 10 percent of the new covid19 cases involve this uh this strain with the vast majority still being the omicron subvariant um yeah let's get to to the uh key point of why this is coming out because they're saying that um one of the key symptoms here is that with this strain, it involves pink eye, childhood conjunctivitis, which I had pink eye as an adult one time. So almost immediately when Skins and I, you know, heard that, we thought, well, isn't that convenient that the new subvariant has a symptom that involves a common infection and virus that kids get and everybody else gets? Right, Skins? Oh, you and I were talking before the show, and it's like, okay, now if you have a case of pink eye, which people get, kind of like the flu, you're gonna, you're instantly, oh no, I, I have COVID. You might just have pink eye. Yeah, we had pink eye that went around our office at Xerox, and I don't remember because you touch your eye, you scratch your eye, and then you know you share a pencil or a staple. We never had enough staplers at the office, and I can remember. 
Um, you know, I remember in my right eye, I remember it went, went around the office and we were all in our, in our twenties at the time. So you're right. I mean, this is, this is how they continue to manufacture panic and hysteria by attaching COVID to some other common virus. It's a way to trump up and, and cook the books to make it seem more contagious and that it's a bigger problem than it is. And by attaching it to another common virus, um, well, I think they had to, Andrea, because a lot of people that they're, I mean, they're not concerned. They're moving on with their lives. Right. I mean, it's 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 basically cooking the books and people have moved on with their lives. Um, another big story uh, surrounding this, in a sense, is that I guess I, I haven't mentioned it on the show. There was a, a major story out of Sudan. There was a civil war going on in Sudan. And they were announcing that Americans needed to get out of there, and it looked like it, it was going to be uh, a major issue <clears throat> for us from a military standpoint. I, don't, I no longer think that's the case. Um, but now the World Health Organization officials have warned of a, quote, high risk of a biological hazard in Sudan after fighters over there seize a laboratory. And it begs the question, what in the world? <laughs> what The Sudan Anybody realize what a crap hole country that is? It's an armpit. Why in the world is there some biohazard lab going on? Um, according to Dr. Nima Saeed Abid, uh, assigned to the post of World Health Organization representative in Sudan, there is a huge biological risk associated with the occupation of the Central Public Health Lab by one of the fighting parties. Um yeah, you, you you think it's it's a problem? Why do we have these labs cooking up these biohazards? Hashtag rhetorical question. I'm going to go to the phones. Jack from Oceanside is on the line. He wants to weigh in on this topic. Hey, Jack. Well, there's also uh, virology labs in the Ukraine. Yes. But here's what's important. If what happened in Wuhan, China, if they were working on developing a biological weapon and you look at COVID today and how it's different from other viruses like the flu, uh, COVID is, appears that it's not seasonal, that it's with us all year long. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't it stand to reason that at some point, and this is if they were working on a biological weapon, at some point, COVID will mutate into a very deadly strain. And I'm talking about with a 20% kill rate or greater. I'm not, a, I, 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 my understanding is by virologists, like the ones out of Stanford that they silenced and others, that um, viruses only get lesser in their virility and efficacy. Yeah, but that's if it's in a natural state. We're talking about a man-made virus. It's not going to operate like one in nature. Well, I think that there's a potential for that, absolutely. Um, Clearly, I don't think it was COVID, but that could be what's going on in the Sudan lab. And I think that's absolutely what the plan is, is to cook up something like that that has that kind of kill rate. Absolutely. So, So here's the problem with this whole picture is that um, when I first started looking into this, when, when it first broke in January 2020, right, mm-hmm. the, the people that do research for me told me that there were 11 level four, uh, remember, 11 
level four virology labs in the United States. To this date, nobody's asking the question, what in the hell are those virology labs doing? The ones we have in the United States, what are they up to? Oh, we've asked it because we know that the Department of Defense, as well as the NIH and the CDC, are a part of the funding. But and classified. You didn't get any answers, did you? No, no, we don't. We, right. No, because and, and classified. Par- They're all working on weapons. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that that's that's. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. And that's why I was frustrated with Trump that he said, you know, China, this is China and they owe us a lot of. No, the U.S. government, this happened because of the U.S. government partnering with the Chinese Communist Party in a lab in Wuhan to cook up a biological weapon that was part natural. What they, So far, the technology is not 100 percent man-made. It's taking a virus and through gain of function, manipulating it to make it as deadly as possible. Under the guise of protecting us so that they can they can cook up a vaccine for it, which there is no vaccine. So the only intention has it, 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 there can be no benign intention here. There's no other reason for them to be manipulating through gain of function these viruses to make them as deadly as possible, but to make them as deadly as possible. Yeah. Now, I never got the COVID vaccine. And is it my understanding that you never got it either? Never got it. Never will. Yeah, I just think it's too dangerous. Yeah. That the vaccine right now is probably more dangerous than the virus. I would imagine so, because it's killing people. Yeah. They took well, out, they I took the AstraZeneca. To yeah. I mean, uh, we uh, in the 80s, when a, when a shot came out that was developed for children, I think at the point in which 17 children died, they pulled it from the market. What we know alone is, is uh, uh, you know, it inaccurate, but at least 40,000 people have died directly from the shots. We don't know how many have or will die from the blood clots related to it, the myocarditis. Um, it's, it's well documented. These are unsafe. And to me, it was obvious it was unsafe because we've always, it's always taken 14 years, I think on average to get a shot to market. And this was being pushed out in nine months on top of the fact that, um, it, it, when you're dealing with a virus that was this new and it, it just didn't make sense. If nothing about the the virus made sense to me up front, nothing about the lockdowns what we were being told made sense. The mask didn't make sense. Why would I? But they they were they were lying to us obviously about therapeutics. So you've lied to me about masks. You've lied to me about how deadly this disease is. You've lied to me about asymptomatic spread. You've lied to me by making by pretending that everybody had the same chance of getting it and dying from it. You lied about masks. You lied about distancing. Um, no lied truths ab- here. You've lied about ventilators. You've lied about remdesivir. Um, you're calling something ivermectin that's always worked for this same type of virus, SARS-CoV-2, initially. And, you know, so I'm going to believe you on a shot? No. Yeah. Never made sense to me. I'm never going to get this shot. And I was the first person, according to San Diego County Blood Bank, the first person to call and say, are you separating the blood? Mm-hmm. So, And they're so not right separating now, the blood. Right, so right now. We're up the, against a break. Uh, Ten seconds. Let me, uh, very quickly. The flu season is over, but as you see, COVID is still with us. It never seems to leave us. Well, um, and it's because, I don't know about the testing now, but initially they also lied to us about these tests that they took because the test tested for a variety of different, when you took the COVID test, it wasn't just testing for COVID-19. It was also testing for influenza and testing for a cold and testing for this and testing for that. It was an umbrella test. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I so if you go get tested now, it could be you know I, it could be one of a variety of different types of viruses. Right. It could just be a common cold. Well, I get cold year round. Got to leave it there, Jack. Thanks for calling in. Stay you got, safe. Thank you, honey. If you guys want to weigh in on it, 888-344-1170. Going to take a break. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, only got a couple minutes left. We were talking about COVID before the break with Jack. We might as well. We might as well end with Biden bragging about uh, um, how um, he's destroyed. I think this was a part of his announcement today that he was running, talking about bragging about how he had beaten Big Pharma. <laughs> Clip two. Well, we finally beat Big Pharma. <laughs> They're still going to do very well. But we got it done, to my surprise, without a single Republican vote. I don't know where the hell these guys, heck, where these guys live. Can you help me to, can you translate that for me, Skins? I mean, yours where, where did they beat Big Pharma? Uh, they haven't. They haven't. He's been in the Oval Office now since January of 2021. It was under him. It's an applause line. That's all it is. <clears throat> it was under him in which Big Pharma rolled out these shots that he mandated on everybody that lined the pockets of, of Pfizer and Moderna and Fauci and others to the tune of billions of dollars Pfizer and others have made. There's no liability. You can't sue them. Then on top of it, there, the Fauci um, required through pr- protocols that if you didn't, had to go into a hospital with COVID, they put you on remdesivir. Now the, you still cannot get ivermectin prescribed to you or hydroxychloroquine. The only thing you can get prescribed to you is, is Pfizer drug Paxlovid or Paxlovid. And uh, my understanding with that drug is that doctors are warning people. Some doctors won't even prescribe it. And others are saying, hey, uh, be warned. It can blow out your kidneys or your liver, I think, is is the real risk with that. Um, but Pfizer is continuing to get, you know, fatter and, and fatter. And oh, by the way, it was Pfizer, as I mentioned earlier, the CEO that was bragging on a Project Veritas tape about how they're in the process right now of gain of function, cooking up uh, another virus so that they can create another vaccine for profit. But we beat Big Pharma. See, you know what? He can say crap like that because right now the Democrats are controlling the elections. And I think I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. I think we need to. We need to. Now, you know what? We're going to continue this discussion tomorrow. See you on hump day. 6 p.m. Pacific time. See you tomorrow. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.